Welcome to the Pretty Unlimited podcast. Oh, I had a frog in my throat for a second. Did you hear it? Yeah, you talked through it though. It worked. Oh, that like that <laughs> just. Oh. Welcome to the Pretty Unlimited podcast. There you go. Minus the frog. So the first thing I want to do is uh, make sure you guys know that uh, Jack could not join us tonight. Yeah. Because we were too lazy to go to go pick him up. That's true. But we do have Charles. So Charles is here, and Charles is, uh... He's from the Shaw family. He's from the Shaw family, and the Shaw family lives at? Uh, Joe's house. (laughs) And... They like trading things. Yes! (laughs) So, we will be drinking a Charles Shaw Merlot. Okay. Because nobody will sponsor us. So this is only this, this, is, this is what we're left with. <laughs> I will say there's only about we bought we bought a case of Charles Shaw wines. Shouts out to the Shaw family. Mm-hmm. And shouts out to, to Nadine for going out there and going to get them. True. And a whole case, twelve to a case, is thirty eight dollars. So the gift that keeps on giving. Hello. And I know I did not let the bottle breathe. This ain't that kind of wine. Yeah, I don't think you need to do that with Charles. Actually, let's just fill the cups all the way up. Yeah, you don't want pouring. Nobody tell you to stop. No one said stop. You have a headache. Gonna, hmm? have, gonna have a whole headache after this. Who? Everybody. Yeah. Well, if you smell it, the headache already has started. I'm saying. Damn, you gotta slam, okay. slam the bottle there. Kaboom. All right. All right. So, um, before we get started on this podcast, we need to pick up because there's a little uh, update to something we spoke about. Yeah, recently, um, I guess at this point, it'd be a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> we had a podcast about gifts. It's the first podcast in our uh, December series. And Anna told a story about a gift that she um, was surprised that my mother didn't rock. It was a scarf with a pin of, of, I guess, three sisters that uh, was made by, you know, people in Africa. Disabled people in Africa. You have to go listen to that. I was going to say, go back to that episode and listen. Um, My mother, who is one of the few steady listeners i believe one of three four i don't I'm, know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not counting but i know she uh she's she's one of the few people that i know um i, I guess she heard that episode and we were going out to take aj to go meet santa claus and today. uh well today but today mm-hmm. is like two weeks after we did it or whatever the day of the recording exactly <laughs> um and we were parking at the mall at Quaker Bridge Mall and I happened to look under her jacket I saw a little something poking out and I realized it was the pin that we were speaking about in the episode and Anna said were you listening to that episode and my mom just started laughing (laughs) and shook her head and said yes so I guess and uh, she did correct me she said uh, she does not wear the pin on the weekends which is typically when we see her mm -hmm. um, and that she wears it when she was going to work so she did correct me in that so I was wrong how do you feel 
uh, happy. You feel happy that I feel happy wearing... that she's wearing it. That it's been this long. And and she's actually worn and, it. We've and just she's never worn seen it. it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, so you know, I guess that's. I how... hope she ain't just like hear the podcast and I wonder what I did with that pen. I, Let me I, go in the attic and go see if I could find it. Again, that's <laughs> that's one of those conversations, <laughs> those thoughts where you have me like, damn, it, it messed up everything. <laughs> she no, had. But the... I was very happy to see that she had it on. I had actually forgotten. What it looked like. I just remembered. I mean, like I had a vague impression of what it looked like. Yeah. I remember they were made out of like soda cans or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I mean, they looked distinctly like three, three sisters, three yeah. women standing next to each other. So yeah, that was cool to see. Okay. So what are we going to do on today's, tonight's, this, this episode this of the episode, podcast? This episode. Yeah, we got it. We got it. In the new year, we got to learn to just let them flow, <laughs> not worry about uh, time constraints. Um, this week, we're going to be continuing our Christmas series. Um, we're doing the top five oh. Christmas songs. Wow. That Charles, Charles Lee hit you, hit you huh? Oh. Charles is a savage. He's one of Ugh. the more savage Charles. The only bad part about this Merlot is the word lot, like a lot, is in here, and you should not be drinking a lot of this. I'm fine with it. Can you do me a favor and get up and shut the door behind you? Because one of the cats went back there, and the little bastard opened the door. No, I will, uh, you have to entertain the people. Okay. La, 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 la. Which cat is it? It's got to be Ant. Oh, it's Frank. Is that Frank? Yeah, he was in the box. Hi, Frank. Cat in a box. Cat a box. Box a cat. I don't know what he was doing. He's being Frank. I don't think he knew what he was doing. He just saw a box. Okay. So, to continue on with this episode, we're doing Christmas songs. Our five favorite Christmas songs. So, this was a little hard, only in that for the. 15 Christmas songs that are out there in the world. Oh, here you go. You have to pick out who sang it the best. The best. So, well, for you. I mean, it's funny though because every I think this year, I feel like this year there were so many Christmas releases. Like I think uh John Lennon, I'm John Lennon. John Legend released You would say that on the 30th and 38th anniversary of John Lennon's shooting. It's Today, as we're that was that was Charles um, Shaw. He held my tongue. Um, <laughs> he released a Christmas album, but I feel it was like maybe early November when it came out. Like the Lux editions of the Sia and the Gwen Stefani Christmas albums came out. There was like just a, a grip of all types of. So it's every year. It's fifteen Christmas songs, but you might hear fifteen different people sing yes. them every year. Yes. It could Absolutely. be too much. And I mean, I mean there's, there's a couple of songs out there like, you know, like All I Want for Christmas, Mariah Carey. You know, that's like a newer one. It's very popular. Is that one of the last original Christmas songs? Though? I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm oh, only... we should. We should. let Before we do our top five favorites. So what are non what non-traditional Christmas music can you think of? Because if like first ones that popped in my head are like the Band-Aid. Do they... No, yeah. it's Christmas. Well, I mean, Wham's Last Christmas, which is one of my favorites, but, but, but it's not thi- on my list. But the thi- like Wham's Last Christmas is the diehard of Christmas music. Mm-hmm. It's not really about Christmas, no. But it's a Christmas song. Yes. Anything like 
let it snow mm-hmm. there's like there's a there's a subgenre of christmas music that is just about snow and jingle bells and oh holy night and low key most of the the charlie brown christmas special music it's just jazz that plays yes. during the during the special mm-hmm. there might if there's one christmas time is here but that's it christmas and hollis But that song is about Christmas. No, but I'm saying, but it's not a normal, it's not one that you hear people remaking over and over and over. Oh, you can't. I I feel like maybe there might have been an updated version with a bunch of random, like maybe Snoop Dogg or something. But uh, yeah, and that's a hard one to really like. And I have to throw him out there. So if you're listening to the podcast, go to YouTube, type in All I Want for Christmas, Chase Holfelder. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he did it in a different key. Yeah. And so Mariah Carey's upbeat, I can't wait to be with you song turns into some very seriously stalker Christmas yeah. shit. I mean, that's, that's, and I mean, that's, but the, it, I love that version. Yeah. I love, I mean, I like, obviously, I love hers, you know, but I was never a big fan of that song. I get it. It's, it's a happy song. I like the song. Um, I feel like it was, for me, it was the last time she sang well. Her new album's good, but yeah, I hear you. She's not She's not sung a total, like, pop anthem no. like that in a while. And she could belt. She um, could belt it out. She's, it, like, an amazing voice. I'm trying to think of what... I mean, not to say that a song that's been that big, but has there been, like, a great Christmas song that was original, that was added to this canon of great Christmas music after All I Want for Christmas is You. I don't think so. I don't think so. so. And what was the last one before that? I mean... Uh, Last Christmas. Or Christmas in Hollis. Yeah, I don't know which one came from. Probably Christmas in Hollis. Mm, And either one of those is very genre-specific. I mean, Boys to Men's Let It Snow. Oh, that was good, yes. And that would but that was been... yeah. But again, that's a normal Christmas song. Still, though, I mean, in terms of like an uh, an original, I'm not re-singing, remaking mm-hmm. someone else's song that has become. I don't know if I want to call it like a standard, mm-hmm. but it definitely feels like a song that uh, is popular and t- t- uh, like I don't know if typifies the word. It's it's one of those songs that like you you it's it's just a part of the Christmas year, you or the the Christmas the the, the holiday time of year. Absolutely. Um, what were your thoughts on before we get into the the songs? Because there's another not a quote unquote non traditional Christmas song that's been in the news. The um, the uh, what's the name of this? Song? Baby, it's cold outside. Oh. What are your thoughts on that controversy that that um, one radio station? Okay, has, so has I'm a little older. All right, so mm-hmm. um, I remember the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you have to understand, back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, the lingo is different. You know, the meaning is a little different. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a lot different. Uh, so I saw various comments and headlines and this and that about it this week. But if you put it in context with how it was meant when it came out in that movie, mm-hmm. in that film, mm-hmm. um, it was very much that a woman 
could not do as she pleased. And if she wanted to stay the night, she couldn't because it would ruin her reputation. Mm-hmm. So this was just a discussion like of him giving her the reason to be, oh, you drank too much and, you know, oh, you shouldn't drive. It's not safe. And mm-hmm. that was what it was. It was just a playful banter back and forth. Yeah. But when but people do have to understand that 20-year-olds today and 10-year-olds and 15-year-olds and 25-year-olds are not going to have that context. They don't they didn't see the film. Yeah. They're just going to hear only the song. Mm-hmm. And the song very much sounds like she's about to get roofied and yeah. that's just what it is. And I saw some dumb bitch on uh, Facebook. He was talking about a uh, well they didn't even have roofies back then. We're like it was called a Mickey, you fucking asshole. Yeah, like, or it was called fucking Quaaludes. Yeah, Bill so like, what are we talking you know, about here? And I do absolutely do not put this song in context with the uh, Bill Cosby though. It's not. No, not. I'm, you know, I'm just. I saw, that, but I saw people were doing that. Of course they were. But yeah, the song has nothing to do with him slipping her anything. It has nothing to do with him uh, trying to get her drunk. It was all simply her looking for a way to not to be able to stay the night do what she wanted to do and be where she wanted to be without society looking at her like she's a whore yeah well there's a i mean a i i don't remember how long ago it was it was at least three or four years ago might have been longer i need to stop sipping this stuff (laughs) drinking a podcast or See, drinking a podcast. Dr- Charles Shaw got you drinking the podcast. Recording the podcast. Um, SNL did a whole sketch where it kind of played on the idea that it was dude trying to mm-hmm. pull a move. But, I mean, it was all in jest. Yeah. Um, we also have to remember that this is just one radio station. Like, it became a national debate. Yeah. But this was literally based off of one radio station in the Hello, middle of the social country media. being like, we feel that in the time of Me Too, this doesn't play well. And actually, and I will say, um, that's a, that could be a, a learning thing for men and women of how far we've come where you don't need to sit there and make an excuse as a woman to stay the night. If you want to do that, that's what you're going to do. And you don't need to come up with this whole... Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we say? What do I say? What do I do? Oh, my car had a flat tire. Mm-hmm. There, you know, it was very late at night. I had a little too much to drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, we slept in separate beds. Oh, he took the couch. You know, mm-hmm. we, that's that's what the song is about. Yeah, is that she wasn't allowed to do as an adult mm-hmm. what she wanted to do because people would put her down and it would affect her life yeah. in a real in a very real way. Hundred percent. You know, so. Um, how bad is it as a female that people are joking about putting something in your drink or, or messing with your drink or you drinking too much mm-hmm. so that you can do what you're already wanting to do? Yeah, there, there was, was it but when But when, like I said, when young women and young men hear it today, they don't know that film. They're just going to hear the song. So I do completely understand why people don't like that aspect of the song. Well, there's two things. One... I forget if it, I think it was a variety. Someone wrote a, a, a whole uh, editorial where they were saying that well, the way they read the song was that it was the woman, it, it was her choice. Like he was like, you notice when, whenever she's drinking, it's her saying, oh, I guess I'll drink a little more. Yep. You know, things like that. But people so are like, not seeing that part. But but the other thing is, and if we're being real, we were talking the other day about how, like, 
Jaden and AJ, they're not hit with a lot of these old songs to know. Yes. You know, how many young kids do we like? This isn't a 15 year old having this conversation with people. You know what I mean? This is an adult or at least somebody, a couple people at a radio station. Because I I mean, working in media, I know how some of these things work. It's never the person on the radio saying, hey, we have an issue with this song right here. Mm -hmm. Not say it doesn't happen, but that's not always the case. It could be a group of people in the back who then end up having a conversation with this person. And that person has enough stroke to be like, okay, we need to get this the fuck off. Or I'm not doing my shift that's going to bring in people to listen all day. What I think was dumb was saying it. Exactly. Just take it out of the rotation. You, 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 you There's like a thousand fucking Christmas songs. We all hear 999 of them over and over and over and over and over from, from like Labor Day until Valentine's Day. 100%. And you, nobody would have blinked if you would have... That's not even one of the most popular songs. No. So, I mean, it's up there, but it's not really... It's not in the top it's 50, yeah, it's, you know? It's, it's, it's an so, older one. And yeah. Even and like it's the not remakes. a real popular song. Yeah. So, if you would have just dropped it out of the rotation or just put it in rotation like after 10 p.m. or something like that, yeah. nobody would have blinked at all and, and we wouldn't even have this conversation. Yeah, I think... And, and that's probably something for a lot of things like... And anybody listening to the podcast, if you notice, I took both sides. People can do that. I yeah. hate when people are like, well, well, what, what is it? Which side do you? Bl-? I can see it from both sides, 100%. and that's what the fuck it is. I right. mean, it can be you can see one side and see the other side at the same time you and can understand, understand both. It, yeah. Well, I just I, I do think it's funny that people have to not only make a decision but make a statement about the decision they made. Like sometimes. The more impactful statements are the ones that aren't said at all. Mm-hmm. So people in January are like, oh, shit, I didn't hear. Baby, it's cold outside. I wonder what the deal was. And y'all can just be like, we didn't want to play the shit. And I will still be listening to it if it pops in. It's in my Pandora stuff. But what's next? Is is Eartha Kit a gold digger? Oh, that was already, though. But I, saw, I heard that years ago. But it's not happening now. That's, no. a, that's the other thing. It's like, it's... We're getting so off topic, but it's like well, no, because the whole thing is Christmas but, music. But <laughs> but I was I was gonna go off because it's like you know there, there's the idea with the Kevin Hart stuff. It's like is the Kevin Hart homophobic tweets are they an issue now because he's an Oscar? He was going to be an Oscar host, and someone dug them up, or were they an issue three years ago when he openly you know spoke about? his viewpoints on being a comedian and why he didn't, he didn't necessarily apologize for him because he feels like he's turned, he's a different person now. Like, you know what, when is the conversation a conversation when people finally notice it or when it happened and nobody cared about it, when it it wasn't on Twitter? The way you, cause I don't pay attention to Kevin Hart cause he's just not my favorite person. Um, but the way you explained it to me was that he had said he had already previously apologized for them. He did. And he said, you know, it was like eight, nine years ago or whatever when those tweets happened. Mm. And he feels like he's grown since then. So in some ways, should we be applauding him for leaving his growth up for the world to see? And, and, and I, I, and that was my thing, but that's maybe not not applauding. And like, I mean, growth doesn't necessarily need an applause, but just 
this is how this person changed. Yeah. And you and take it for what it is. And that's not who, you know, that's not who he's who he says he is now. Mm-hmm. That's not what he does and sorry, that was one of our cats running through the room. Escaping. Um she she got at a litter box and I guess her own smell scared her Woke in there as she ran. Ran out ten pounds lighter. Um you know, so it's kind of like um you're you're are you supposed to hide your growth? Exactly. When when are you supposed to Part of me is like, why didn't he delete the tweets? Because I would have been, you know, that's you, that stuff one. comes up and haunts and bites people in the ass all the time. I've actually gone through and uh, checked my own tweets. I never, I have no desire to be president and it will never happen. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, I don't think I've really said much of anything. I don't really name call on yeah, social I mean, media. The thing is, it's just there's certain words like, yeah. you know, and for a, especially like, you know, hell. There's one writer who I, I no reason to mention his name, but you know he he does he, one of his realest tweets was like if for all the people writing about people that are quote unquote pro- problematic today, mm-hmm. go back and check that writer's tweets from like eight years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. They probably got some shit on there that oh, they, yeah. they they wouldn't want you to see right now. So you know it's it's you know. It's it's always you know people in glass houses type situation, yep. but it's also like this wasn't a conversation that the people were having who were talking about it now were talking about two weeks ago. Sure. So you know it's it's some of that is context. I get it. You know the 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 homosexual contingent, the lesbian contingent that is going to be watching the Oscars is high, and that's a that's a big deal to have those tweet the host. Mm-hmm. Having said those Absolutely. things before, um, but I can't. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say I agree with what the the tweets Kevin Hart put out, but I do understand the the the, the rationale of I'm a changed person. I can't remember his name. It's just like all the women having to sit there. What's Ben Affleck's fucked up brother's name? Uh, Casey? Casey, and yeah, he was Casey the one Affleck. that had. Like rape accusations or sexual yeah, assault, was like sexual assault and, accusations. and he fucking won like an Oscar or some shit, and he everybody was, yeah. had to see every every female had to like cross her legs and watch him get that award. One hundred percent. But it was to the point where the following year, they made sure that because what they do is if you win the best actor award, the next year you're the presenter for the opposite. So like he would be presenting the best actress award mm-hmm. at the Oscars, but they made sure not to have him up there because the me too movement mm-hmm. was going on and people, I mean, it was already, I was kind of surprised that he ended up getting nominated and stuff. Cause they were getting everybody else to fuck up out of, you oh, know, yeah. James Franco had to get it. You know, there's a lot of people that hell, what was it? Was it Kurt? Was it Kirk Douglas who they were, um, his, his they were, giving him like an achievement award, appreciation award, his old ass. And then like literally on Twitter, it's like, well, y'all remember, was it Natalie Woods? It was somebody that like, he had like rape accusations mm-hmm. with back in the day. It's like, you've got people talking about me too. Literally that night, it was like, we're wearing black to support. We've got our pins on. And then we're all going to stand up and applaud this man who's had these accusations. It's fun. It, it's just, I don't, funny's not the right word, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, again, going back to the baby's cold out, it's interesting to see what people choose to put on a pedestal as 
the problem. And I'm liberal. I hate the Oscars. It's so over liberal. Yeah. And there's no mix. No. There need people that are not liberal need to be able to go up on that stage and do their thing mm-hmm. and accept their awards and say the exact same speech they would want to say. Yeah. You know. And but they, that's and, Hollywood, though. Holly, yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood's very. It's and it's not fair. But remember. Hollywood's liberal to a point. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's liberal in terms of saying it, but there's a reason why. Harvey Weinstein's liberal. It, it, Harvey Weinstein Hello. was given the Clintons money, but it's 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 one of those things where they're liberal up until the point where it's like, okay, well let's. It, you're so liberal. You're such a you know a woke white person. Why? are there so few women getting nominated? Why are there so few people of color getting nominated? Mm-hmm. Why is it just now that Crazy Rich Asians is like... A, it, we don't, we don't why need, is it even able to finally be filmed? We don't why, need, you know, we don't, why hasn't it always been we able We don't to need be a situation where 2018 is the first year where it's an all-Asian class doing a mediocre rom-com. Yeah. We don't need it to 2018 to be the first year that a woman of... A, a, an Asian woman is going to be hosting... The Golden Globes, you know, it's hell. I'm I love Marvel comics. I love the Marvel movies. 2019 doesn't need to be the first year where it's like a woman hero is getting solo billing mm-hmm. on a film. Like these first, I mean, and that's well, you know, my philosophy is the the world over and throughout history, the only thing that is proven time and again, the main tradition of humanity is that white men don't like to share, period. Yeah, big facts. Big period. facts. Okay. On that note. Let's go to Christmas music on, and our top fives. <laughs> on, on, on that note, let's highlight the songs about the white man that gives toys to everybody. Okay. <laughs> and I will start mine off. I will do number five. Number which, five. Which is a white guy. Do I have white? I'm pr- I have no white people on my list. Racist. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, Maybe. What's your number five? It's the most wonderful time of the year, Andy Williams. Which which one is Andy? Is, this is and this is the thing. This is when I know I'm too young. I'll play it for you later. But but there's so many like old standard Christmas songs, mm-hmm. and I'll know the names, but I'll only know them because they did this Christmas song. Like, I don't think I know Perry Como music outside of... Me listening to Christmas the music. Ma- the many Christmas songs he's done. <laughs> but uh, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Yeah, is, I love that song. That's a, a... It's so happy and upbeat. It, it, no, it really... I was. It's like a very big, very joyous song. It a, is. About this time frame. Yes. And you know, it, I mean, it, it's, it's probably one of those songs, excuse me, that... Uh, people who get depressed around this time of the year fucking hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably. And I'm not like, the, the funny part is, um, except for, yeah, a couple of these people on my on my uh, list, I don't listen to anything else other than the <laughs> their Christmas, Christmas songs, music. Right? Yeah. And Andy Williams is one of those. Actually, the other one is a white guy too. That's fucked up. I only listen to these two white guys it's, for Christmas. Andy, Andy, he's not a country singer, is he? No. Okay, I don't know why I keep thinking he's a country. Mm-hmm. Has he worn a, a cowboy hat on one of his album covers? I'd have to I look. I don't. Let's let's take a look. Like I said, I don't I don't know this man. I don't know him from a can See? of paint. 
I tweeted the other day. Um, what you tweet? When did uh, Google become a verb? That's a good question. Probably around the time. It had to have been some time in the smartphone era. How many iPhones had been okay, in existence? So that's him. That is a white man. <laughs> Why is he wearing a Star Trek shirt? I was going to say, <laughs> look, he, but he looks like a beach boy. Okay, let's see. Born December 3rd. So he he, he was a Christmas baby. So he's talking um, about literally his birthday instead of Christmas. 1927. Uh, died 2012. Oh, wow. Recorded 43 albums. Jesus. 15 gold, 3 platinum. Six Grammys. That's a low percentage. I mean, I know uh, getting a platinum record, especially back then, must have been a lot, but that's still low. Um, he also hosted, ta-da, the Andy Williams Show. Um, Sounds about right. Born in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Missouri. Missouri? Missouri? Missouri. Missouri. I, never I say know Missouri. How to... <laughs> uh, his show won three Emmys. And let's see. So Singer, a, actor, record producer, instrument, Vocals. Um, (laughs) All right. Born in Wallach, Iowa. Wallach, Iowa. Uh, Howard Andrew Williams. Let's see. Uh, Discography. I'm going to assume he's never done it. He might have. I mean, that's still Mm -mm. the Midwest. But no, this is like a. I don't know why. I I got I, I got him mixed up with another singing ass white dude. He was in a movie uh, or called uh, Nashville. I'm I'm just I'm. No, it just looks like a, there's a lot of Christmas stuff in here. I'm just typing. I'm, I typed Andy Williams cowboy hat. Fuck! I hit the wrong thing. <laughs> Are you not verbing correctly with Google? <laughs> this ain't the picture I was thinking of, but uh, that's a good looking guy. He's got this weird ass hat on the the cover for. Love Said Goodbye, which is the love theme from The Godfather Part 2. Yeah, I don't think I know. I don't, I, that I know of. I don't I don't remember him as like a country singer or the cowboy type. I don't even think I that's... I could be wrong, though. That's not even what I was thinking of, but I feel like they were... And that don't even look like a cowboy hat, to be honest with no. you. No. Um, anyway, but yeah, big okay. song. Makes a lot of sense. What's your number five? My number five, and again, my, my five might be different. I don't know, but I listened to a lot of DAS. There was, I remember listening to DAS with my mom on Christmas Eve because we would drive to my godmother Adamisa's house every Christmas Eve. We would exchange gifts and then come back home because her, even on like a Christmas Eve night when it's like dead out, there's nobody driving. It was like a five minute ride from North mm-hmm. Trenton out to. Uh, I know she lived not West far Trenton. away. Um, I mean, Trenton's only seven and a half square miles. Big so. facts, big facts. But these were all songs I would hear on that drive on DES. And those those are the ones that I always remember the most fondly. Um, Jackson 5, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa okay. Claus. That was on my list. I had to take it off. I, I love that song. It's going to sound stupid, but I actually, um, I had so many songs. Yes, you did. And on my list, you, you were having a crisis trying to figure out. What I was at like thirty, with. and I was like, "Yeah, I need to pull this down." Mm. So I had to blend male, female, black, and white into my top five. That's when I, I don't you. when I don't know how to pick just five from when we do these lists. Yeah, yeah. I like okay. Let me go female. Let me go male. Let me go black. Let me go white. Let me go, <laughs> and I try to pick um, some to cover everything. 
That's feel you. I didn't do that. Yeah. I, I, it's the only thing that I can figure that works for me, so I have a blend. Because I like that I enjoy uh, Rainbow. <laughs> well, yeah, Miss... Miss... <laughs> miss... 75% of my <laughs> family connections on 23andMe have nothing to do with white people. Yeah, that was a really old day. Okay, so today, Chris and I, tangent, tangent Chris sorry. and I, take a drink. Um, <laughs> Chris and I went and are, we're talking, and I have went and looked up my uh, 23andMe, and it told me that I had 1,870 relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it? Um, no, it's not. It's not populating now. Learn about your relatives. Okay, so it said, uh, I have 16 close to close family to second cousins, a thousand third to fourth cousins. Sounds about right. And then it says many, uh, fifth to distant cousins. Mm hmm. All right, so then... This cat is really going to town in this box. Frank! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 26... Okay, so it says, uh, some of your DNA relatives share aspects of your ancestry composition, while others have genetic ancestries that are distinct from your own. Okay. Click on each population in the table below to learn more. So then on the side, it says ancestry, and it's like Iberian, Native American, West African, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then on the other side, it says percentage of DNA, DNA relatives with ancestry. Okay. Okay. So of Native, of Iberian, I have 26% of all the relatives I have that are showing on here are from are Iberian, which is, for me, Portuguese. Yeah. But that that's like the Spanish parts of Europe, mm -hmm. essentially? Okay. Uh, also... Touching on the Spanish part, I have Native American, also 26%. There you go. West African, 25%. That's North crazy. African and Iberian, <laughs> 19%. And then there was uh, Irish and British, and that was three. <laughs> and then it just keeps going. It's lower, 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 lower. <laughs> I wonder what your Native American side is. Well, that was where the Puerto Rican came from. Oh. So it was fucking with the indigenous Americans. Well, no, uh, Puerto Rico is considered Native American. The part of my part of my family immigrated to Puerto Rico from Portugal. Uh, and then there was Native Americans down there. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Indigenous people. They probably raped them. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah probably accurate though. Um, yeah, Jackson tell, Five. Tell me some good stuff that happened to uh, pirating Spaniards that you heard that they did good stuff I mean, back then. Shit, I live in America. There ain't no you good know? stuff that happened for people that just showed up saying. It makes me laugh because like when they accept my God. When you hear people, um, you know they talk uh italians get all pissed off about christopher columbus i'm like he's not a fucking hero he's a slave owner and a, per a person who stole humans he was also an and he was lost yeah he didn't know where he was he thought he was in india that's but, why he called him Indians. but spain didn't do much better because they were doing the same yeah. thing so they, they all thought the earth was flat and they just rolled around so they hit something bam Oh, I, I found this big chunk of land where there's people, but it's mine. And I'm going to say it was yeah, mine and we're exactly. going to kill these people. And that's the key. But and I, then we're going to go to another big land. We're going to go steal people from over here. And we're going to take them to the big land where the other people are at. But we're going to claim it all as our own. I mean, I guess when you had boats and power, you could do what you wanted to do. White people. Men. Don't like to share. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
Jackson Five. Speaking okay. of, of a that man, a man that didn't one, like to I share. I love that song. Um, well, I, this was—I mean, this was a song before they sang it. This wasn't like their song. This is one of the numerous mm-hmm. original songs that somebody covered. Um, I think it was. There's still something about a little Michael Jackson. His voice was so telling the story about him seeing his, and it's it's wild because he's kind of like snitching on his mom. Yeah. Like what kind of shit is that? I did. I really did see mommy. I'm gonna tell my dad and his. And knowing who his dad is, you would think he wouldn't want to snitch on anybody. Joe 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 Jackson was gonna beat his ass. Joe Jackson is so such a such a mean bastard. He probably heard them recording the song. Was like, wait, we'll go fuck your mother up. What the fuck was she doing? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's and a white dude. And a white. Well, and I mean, I guess that's (laughs) that's the whole thing is. Obviously, the kid doesn't realize that Santa Claus is his, his dad head. dressed up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a touching song, and I think Michael Jackson singing it really makes it. That that was their era. He has such a good voice as a kid yeah, and an adult. I mean, but yeah, really, I think it was just a little more special as a kid because his voice was so clear yeah. and innocent. He was a total package very early on. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's why people, I mean, I'm not saying he's on the same level at all, but that's why people flock to a kid like Bieber, where they hmm. saw touches of like, oh, you can dance and you can sing. and you, you Chris you, Brown. Yeah, Chris Brown. You've got all these talents at once. They None of them ever lived up to no. the Michael Jackson comparison, but I think people assume they're going to see that magic spread again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of these songs. I would uh, like to see it happen with Bruno Mars. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what his career. Tra- I, I don't know. Like Bruno Mars would need to make a universally like accept. Like he's got the mainstream appeal. He knows how to make jams. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And he puts on like an amazing show. If he dropped, I don't want to say like his Purple Rain, but he needs like a real like project that works on the jam level as well as like a deeper level and not to say he can't do it but i don't know outside of what's the one song where he's talking about uh um he'll do all this shit for the person he loved but they won't do the same thing grenade yeah i like if he can go a little deeper than that mm-hmm. like through an album so the people who are he just, needs to hit a couple ballads exactly like there, there's yeah. there's something missing because while he like gets- he reminds me very much of like if you took Michael Jackson's stage presence, yeah, and mixed it with like Will Smith's charm, one hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good that's yeah, a good mix. That's how he remind. That's that's kind of how I view him. Yeah, I, I think he just, he people know he can sell a record. People know he can win an award. I but don't know because I haven't seen it. If he's got that Prince type, exactly the the the, the creativity, that, the mu- originality. Yeah, the, the, the because I look at Michael Jackson like he was a phenomenal singer, yeah. phenomenal performer, entertainer. Prince is a musician. Yeah, an actual artist. Yes. Mm. And I, I mean, and again, he might have it, but he's not shown it. Yes. To where people who might be considered naysayers can be like, you know what? I got to give it up to him. He does have some hits, though, and I do like him. Shit, go on a cruise ship. <laughs> Any of those big singles from 24 Karat Magic, 
they will play all week. All week, yep. All week. And, and people and are going to And I'm jam. jamming the whole time. <laughs> six or 65, it don't matter. No, people everybody are, was singing, yeah. Rocking. it was real. It, and it's a lot of fun to see certain songs come on. And, you know, and we have a Christmas cruise coming up next year. Yeah, we should. We'll, so we'll, I want to see how they do, with, like, how everybody's going to be singing. We'll, we'll dive into that in another episode. Yeah. Uh, probably the one you listen to the week after this one. But, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how, because this would be together our fourth, third. Hmm? Fourth? This is our fourth, fourth cruise together? Uh... Yes, it would it'll be, be my fifth, but our fourth. Because I went on one more. I went on one with Renata yeah, without you. Yeah. But yeah, like we know what to expect. But we we've not done. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that'll in, be in a future, future episode. episode. Um, let's. What's your number four top um, five Christmas song? Donny Hathaway, This mm. Christmas. That's on my list too, but that is much higher. Um, I love the song. I love his voice. Yes. Um, I don't know too many of it. I might know one more song of his. What song? I don't know. <laughs> um, there's actually a song I was listening to the other day. Mm-hmm. And um, um, what's it called? It's, it's one you like. But for some reason, whenever the song comes on, I think people forget that, um, you know, like he's in it. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? It's a duet. No. The closer I oh, get to you with yeah, Roberta Flack, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got another one. What is it? Where is the love? Where is the love? Is that him? The cl- um. Mm, he did. You are my heaven. With her also. Yeah. Where is the love? Yeah. Where is the love? Oh, the they did three. Then yeah. they did three. Um. Three duets. That's really cool. Damn it. Where's Love won a Grammy? Where is the love? But yeah, I... Um, We're not going to get hit for uh, a copy- licensing, copyright stuff, are we? <laughs> what you singing? For, for me being a trash singer, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love... Because when we talk about Christmas songs, especially our favorites, a lot of them are, I mean, for lack of a better term, very white. You know what I mean? White Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's just like a very white bunch of songs I this feels like a soulful black oh, yeah. like this is collard greens this is cornbread they turned it into a whole movie the, yeah exactly this is uh, E&J past with your uncles like you know it's it, that, it feels like the joy in a black household and, and see and I grew up in a in a obviously in a white household mm-hmm. and my mom loves this song I'm surprised but you know what it's weird like um i think your mom for the most part it was black art black musicians oh yeah yeah and in my house it was you know my parents are like racist (laughs) but i don't know why but we grew up listening to a ton of motown and a ton of and their music tastes both of my 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 stepdad was like all about jazz and yeah. that you know he loved jazz and he liked uh he listened he's the one that introduced me to the blues mm-hmm. and my mom was like the rolling stones and the eagles and and then disco hit and they were about all earth wind and fire and yeah. you know my stepdad earth wind and fire and um what's the 
Oh my gosh. Uh, always and forever. Who the hell sings that? Um, who sings that? Heat wave. Heat wave. And that that is his all time mm. ultimate favorite song ever. Maybe maybe a good groove knows no racial boundaries. You know. So yeah. it was very odd because like they always told me, you don't say the n word and you don't treat anybody different. And then when I hit like 13 or 14, I had a crush on some black kid. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And it was like, okay, but you had told me my whole life. <laughs> but, but you had to turn down the earth, wind, and fire to yell at you me. Know? What are you talking about <laughs> here? Like, I, I, it, so, such a confusing thing in my, confu- in my family. I mean, yeah. Okay, what's your number four? My number four, Silent Night by The Temptations. Temptations. Yeah, that's a... That's a being a kid and having heard that song so many times, mm-hmm. but then to hear them just get into like a real groove and those those damn voices hitting each one like that that and Felice Navidad that yes. like on Christmas Eve well that Felice Navidad and one of the other songs I'm I'm, I'm assuming both of our lists. Um, that was Christmas for me for a while. That's when I knew. I love the Temptations version. Um, and it was on my list. Mm. And I realized I had eight songs. And I had to still bring <laughs> it down to five. And so, um, yeah, they had, I had to boot off somebody. I had to boot off three somebody that I didn't want to boot. I really was going to ask you when we were sitting down in the living room. Before Should we, we make it more Can I do 10? I mean, <laughs> That's what could, I was going to do. We could have. This would have been a two-hour episode. But yeah. We, we, we could have we done more. I would have had to think more. Because um, like I have, a, I have like a solid five, and then there's like a couple of other um, songs. That, I got like a solid 30. <laughs> but I mean, you know, for, for, I mean, when, when we first got together, some of the first stuff you were asking for, for like, were like, can you make me a CD of all Perry Como Christmas songs? I'm like, who the fuck is Perry Como? But sure, <laughs> no problem. Um, and now you know the songs. and you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's your number three? Perry Como. <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. A classic. Mm-hmm. So, What makes it look a lot like Christmas, though? Uh, the stores, <laughs> when they put up all their Christmas stuff. So The week before Halloween. I was going to say, so <laughs> o- October 24th, it's beginning when, to look a lot like Christmas. When I was a kid, um, I remember it was um, the downtown areas would all of a sudden pop up with their the decorations on the, the, oh, the street light lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there would be like a Christmas tree. They used to put a Christmas tree in the center of downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, the different malls all of a sudden would be like so festive. Yeah, you and hear Christmas music playing Christmas in the music. Malls. And um, my family, uh, I, I don't know if I ever told you this. It might surprise you because uh, we put our tree up the weekend after Thanksgiving. But mm-hmm. when I was a kid, the tree went up Christmas Eve. Yeah, we didn't do Christmas Eve, but we were mad close. I feel like it might have been a week or two before Christmas when we actually got the tree up. And I remember it would always be a Saturday night, and there were some Christmases where we would still be putting finishing touches on the house when, this is how, this is how old I am, Showtime at the Apollo would be on TV. Love that show. But that meant it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, in the morning and yep. we were still putting fucking uh, the finishing touches. So, yeah... It w- now it's always 
Saturday after Thanksgiving. But I remember back then it was much closer. Mm-hmm. Much yeah, closer. we my parents would bring home, you know, we'd go get a tree, mm-hmm. and it, the tree and everything would go up Christmas Eve, and then go to bed. Santa's coming. That makes sense. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, not to say that y'all are old, but that's what that's essentially what a Christmas story was. Yes, that was they were literally finishing up, shocking their father with fucking christmas oh, light yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then it was like oh i think i hear santa on the roof or whatever the fuck which yep. we know obviously his drunk ass was the one but anyway Mission um, number three nat king cole christmas song really yeah i really like that that was again that was one of the ones as a kid and it was all like you couldn't have a conversation when that song was on. oh like, no that man knew how to command a stage in a room and like Shit, I don't, I don't know what chestnut, chestnuts roasting on the open fire smells like, but damn it, that's Christmas. It is. It is very. I like that. Um, a lot of people think that's the title. What chestnuts roasting on an open yep. fire? Yeah, 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 it's. Uh, if you type it in, it comes up. Nat King Cole, <laughs> Christmas, the Christmas song. Because that's the first line, right? Yes. Yeah. That man could sing a fucking song. I loved when they uh, did the mix and they mixed him and Natalie Cole to do yeah, Unforgettable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So I cried my ass off. She is gorgeous. Yeah. She did her own version of the Christmas song, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And she had a great voice, but not nearly. No. Yeah. I mean, she. I understand why she did oh, it. Oh, yeah. I understand why she did it just like... I, but, but I actually liked a lot of her songs. But the, the, the thing is, I understand why she became a singer, just like I understand why the children of wrestlers become wrestlers. Like, it's just... It's all you've known yes. in your life. That's what you grew up with. And nine times out of ten, you're going to pursue that business or whatever. I but, always feel bad, though, because it's like, if your parent is super huge, I, I immediately... I, I'm always the opposite. Like... Oh, my parents spend all this time getting high. Yeah, I ain't touching none of that stuff. Yeah. So if my parents were like huge wrestling success stories, mm. nope. Um, because I don't want to. I don't like the comparison or. One hundred percent. Whatever. I, I don't know how you how you live up to that. I, know, I definitely didn't want to live up to my parents, but you know that was a whole nother. <laughs> I think the smartest down to my parents. I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. The smartest, I guess, celebrities are the ones who are. I, I think are the ones who are kind of like. I'm doing all of this so you don't have to. You know what I mean? I'm going to I'm gonna work my ass off. I'm there for you, and I'm going to build this life for you now so you can do whatever. If, if you, because like I'd imagine Will and Jada don't really care what Jaden and Willow do. If they want to pursue music, great. If they want to act, great. But I think they're kind of just like, be your own people, and we're here to support you. Not, I'm a singer, you're a singer. I'm an accountant. You're an accountant. You know what I mean? I am looking at your son's Instagram. He still doesn't know that. I can see him messaging back and forth. Oh, boy. So he's messaging back and forth with one of his friends. They're sending each other uh, funny YouTube videos. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> nobody naked. I'm good. What's you your, know? What's and that's what I check for. <laughs> what's your number two? Uh, Brenda Lee. Uh-huh. Rocking around the Christmas tree. A good one. A it, good one. It's just, oh my God. It's a bop. I got all happy songs. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. this Christmas is not necessarily like a upbeat, upbeat type song. I but, mean, them, them. But it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's beginning to look like Christmas and rocking around a Christmas tree. 
I would or say, definitely not solemn type. I feel like this Christmas is a is a is a happy song too. Oh, no, I mean it's like uh, but these three are like super. They come like you can dance to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I know. feel you. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Home alone. Home alone. I mean, Among just, other yeah. Christmas movies and I'm stuff. Pissed. Been in. This one UK DJ I know. Shouts out to DJ Cable. Um, he did like an edit of it and put like these like. I mean, for a song that's like already jamming, he put like these these dope drums under it, and I had it on a hard drive that died, and I can't I I can't find it. And I was able to find like he put like a dance hall beat under Santa Baby, and he like a Christmas mix, and I was able to recover those. I couldn't recover this Brenda Lee edit he did for the life. I have I'm, I, I hit him up like he asked me again to send him the Christmas mix he did, and this was fuck. Eight years ago, ten years ago, and I sent it to him, and I was like, "I wish I could find that Brenda Lee." He was like, "He was gonna hit someone up and see if he does." Um, I'll I'll share it with you, um, but uh, yeah, that's just like a really mm-hmm. a, a, a a frolicking song. Although I was laughing the other day when I was playing it, and you were like, "What the hell is a new old fashioned way?" <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And, that's I mean, the last line. In the, in the new old fashioned, was she calling it a new classic? Oh, maybe. Was she saying she was starting a new tradition? It, I don't know because the song doesn't explain it. Yeah, and there's so many songs that could be a whole other podcast. Song lyrics that make no sense. Well, shit, we were we were having a whole discussion on the ride home today about "Lady in My Life." There's lyrics that you don't understand. Yeah, and I look and like I said, I looked it up on like four or five different websites, and they all had the lyrics different. I had to, someone posted a video on my Facebook page with some like shitty martial artists and they were making a joke like, oh, in 2019, I'm going to get right. I'm going to learn how to do this. And I wanted to make the joke. I don't need their karate because I know their I know Kareza. But I had to look and make sure that I had the right line because some people say that in the big payback, I'm sorry, in the payback, James Brown says, I don't know karate, but I know crazy. Other people say it's I don't know karate, but I know Karazer. <laughs> like I'm gonna cut you. <laughs> I go with Karazer because it just sounds cool. Like I don't know how to fight you, but I know how to cut you. As <laughs> opposed to I don't know how to fight you, but I'm crazy, so I'll fuck you up. <laughs> but yeah, misheard lyrics all around. I don't. I, <laughs> and Brenda Lee's not around to explain what the new old fashioned no. way is. Um. My number two is this Christmas. I uh, I can't, and I that was one of those songs where I knew it as a kid, but I didn't appreciate it literally until maybe like five years ago. There was one year, might even been sooner, whatever year I hooked up the big speakers to my computer, and I was playing it, and like right before it goes, there's like one part of the song, and there's just like. There's something about like the instruments and the way they did the did the structure of the song. song. I don't. It's just. It's. Just, it's really just. It, it became. It's one of my new classics. I already I always loved the song, but I think over the last like five or six years, I really started appreciating that song more than I did as a kid. When I was in high school, mm-hmm. uh, we had a talent show, uh-huh. and um, I'm. I'm guessing it was around Christmas. I don't really remember. Okay. And there was a kid I went to school with. His name was Sherwood. Uh-huh. 
Isaac and Sherwood were the probably the two most popular kids in our school. They sure. were uh, jokesters and super nice guys, uh-huh. like really, really nice. Uh-huh. Um, but were like kind of like the class clowns. Yeah. But both of them were like really, really smart. I think Isaac was like pre- class president and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and Sherwood came out onto the stage and he was going to do whatever talent. And I remember thinking specifically, he's going to do jokes or mm-hmm. something. And he sang this Christmas. Oh, really? And we were all like, oh my God, he can sing. He sang really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were all like stunned. Uh-huh. And that was my introduction to the song. To the song. Wow. Yep. Wow. That makes sense. Well, so, I guess it would have come out like you, you wouldn't have been born I, when it first came out, I think. I don't know. Is it that old? I think it came out in like 1970. I double check to make sure. I don't uh, want to be wrong, but Donnie. I think it's 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 a pretty old song. I, I, rem- I read a, a article about it a couple of years back. I think it might have been on the anniversary of the song, or well, like one of the Let's anniversaries see. on the song. This Christmas. Mm-mm. 1971. 1971. Yeah. The year I was born. <laughs> It did feel weird though, because everybody black in my class knew that song. Knew I that didn't. Song. I did not know that song. It's it's one of it's. But that I went out and I bought it. Yeah. On a forty five. Uh huh. And I took it home to play it, and my mom was singing with it, so she already knew she it. Knew the I was song. mad. <laughs> I was mad. I was like, "You got me listening to Perry Como," <laughs> but I didn't know this song. And she was like, "Your grandmother gave me the Perry Como." Ah. Uh, okay. So, because we had. Uh, Perry Como and Bing Crosby and Dean Martin and Andy Williams. And we had all those on vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently my grandmother gave those all to my mom. Well, your mom had a secret stash. So it was just yeah, jams. She knew Donny Hathaway. And she was like, you know, looking at me like I was stupid because I didn't know the song. It's like when everybody knows the regular happy birthday song. And then all the black kids in class start scream, the singing Stevie the Wonder Stevie version. Wonder. That's that's the unofficial black <laughs> happy birthday song. Um, I was gonna say something, I don't remember. Fuck it. What's your number one? You now, I I know this was in hot debate in your head, just because you had eighty-seven songs you wanted to pare down to your number one. What is your number one Christmas song? Nat King Cole, the Christmas song. Makes sense. Um, there was no debate just because for me, that is the epitome Christmas song. That is the Christmas song. That is the Christmas song in my head. That's that's the one. Yeah. yeah. And um, I love nothing better than watching an, a YouTube video of him singing it in the black and white yeah. stuff and looking know, black right and white at the film. camera. Yep. Skinny tie. Looking handsome as ever. Yeah. And just it, looking like he enjoys singing, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one of the things that always made me really like drew me to Nat King Cole was, um, you know, I have a thing for like those, uh, singers that can belt it out mm-hmm. and it looks like it's effortless. Word. And, um, like much as I love Whitney, she would sweat like nobody's business. Yeah, yeah. But like then you got like Nat King Cole who just looked in a in a cool suit all fuck, the time, yeah. cool, laid back, and just doing his thing and just looked happy with it. And and I just I love that. And the thing is, it was like not only was he cool as fuck, 
the song sounded like ain't nobody. Everybody can't sing Mm-mm. "Tiny Tots" with their eyes all aglow. Yes, that's some poetic shit. Folks yes. dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows. I don't know if everybody eats turkey <laughs> and ha- I don't think I ever had mistletoe in our house, but it's on top of the thing. I'm talking about when I was growing up. Oh, okay. It uh, it was it was it wasn't a thing that we really <clears throat> had in in our house for Christmas. But literally, if you want the blueprint of what Christmas has been. If you want to know song. what Americans strive for for Christmas, listen song. to that song. Yeah. Damn. That's the goal. A jam. Well, it's not a jam. It's a classic. But uh, shit, shout out to Nat King Cole. Hello. Um, because I'm me, my, my number one's probably obvious. Oh, God. I already know what song it is. Run DMC, I Christmas in Hollis. <laughs> the hardest Christmas song ever. <laughs> the hardest Christmas. The hardest Christmas music video ever yes absolutely they found the shitty little elf fucking with everybody's gifts and they took it to him and they made him say you know what let me make this shit right (laughs) i was looking at the lyrics the other day let me pull those up because that's another jam and uh the funny part is you know there's um like a chorus to like every song yes there's no there's no like, and so the chorus repeats itself. Yeah. That doesn't happen in this song. There, I was looking at the lyrics the no, other day. It's literally just. Duh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Run is obvious. Like Run's got a really like. The food part part of the song is my favorite. Well, I was going to get to that. Like Run's got a whole 16 bars about. Fiends being on the street and, you know, it was 12 o'clock at night and he found the fucking Santa Claus's wallet and he, he returned it to him and he got, you know, all this the cold hundreds of G's and the dough was for me. Like, <laughs> ill, ill story time. DMC, is, all he wanted to do is eat. Is that the reason why, is that one of the reasons why you like Die Hard? Because of Christmas and Hollis? Is in the movie. No, it's it's, it's, a very, it's a very strong selling point, but no, I was I was a fan of I was a fan of Christmas in Hollis because of the video when I was young. So not because of Argyle. No, no, or I was Argyle's the limo driver. Yeah, that no. was listening to Chris. I'm just saying for people who don't know, I I don't think I saw Die Hard when it first came out. I knew about the song before I saw I knew, it in the movies. I knew about the song. I was a whole child when that movie mm-hmm. came out. So I didn't see that until I was, I was a little older, but I was watching MTV and I remember when this video was in rotation runs, got the ill story time. DMC just wants to eat. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. He break down the whole menu. Yep. And then of course, Santa's putting presents on the crib. It's like, it's he, he wants to eat, but he has to make sure that he puts in like, shit about the Yule log and eggnog and all this stuff. Like he don't really care about Christmas. He just wants the collard greens, but it's, it's a classic there. Like you're right. There is no hook. No. Oh man. What an amazing song. <laughs> and that was on that. What was that? The, uh, what was the name of that? That compilation, a very special Christmas. Mm. That was, um, was that done for charity? Let me see. I remember because I had the Keith Herring art on it and he 
he was one of the first artists I ever heard of because he had died from AIDS in like the late nineties, but his art was everywhere. Um, yeah, there was, there's a series of the very special Christmas albums. Um, it dropped in 87. Um, they raised money for the special Olympics. That's what oh, it was. Wow. Um, this might've been the only hip hop song on there. Let me go through the track list. It's got, what are some, don't really know a lot. Honestly, Christmas and Hollis might have been the biggest song on here. Um, Clarence Carter has a song. Wait. Well, he wrote that. All right, yeah. It's got the Pointer Sisters on it, the Eurythmics on it. Whitney Houston did Do You Hear What I Hear. Uh, Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band did Merry Christmas Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, U2 did Christmas Baby Please Come Home. Madonna did Santa Baby. Um... Stevie Nicks did Silent Night. I think Christmas in House is probably is looks like it was one of the only original songs. It's not like Sting did an original, mm-hmm. but um, I remember that being released as one of the singles. It was probably the most famous, and there's there's a number of different compilations. But yeah, that's a that's my favorite. I you can't t- you can't have Christmas without Christmas in Hollis. I don't think there's been another rap song that's. <laughs> describe christmas better than that what um were you said there was a couple that you didn't add to your to your top five i mean one that we both share is wham's last christmas Mm -hmm. that's that's a, a a great song that's just about being fucked up yes you know you you we was cool last year during christmas Next year, (laughs) you said, fuck it. So I'm not going to fuck with you no more. Like, it's a very cautionary tale. Um, Christmas time is here from the Charlie Brown Christmas Mm -hmm. special. I was surprised there was no peanuts. I mean, like green sleeves. Yeah, but it's like it's hard to call those like they are Christmas, but they don't feel like Christmas. Surprisingly, like the um, you're a rotten Mr. Grinch. Uh, Like that was one of the ones I had to take off. That that he 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 don't give a fuck about the Grinch. He call him a heel. His heart <laughs> with a ten foot pole or whatever the fuck he was saying. Like he really don't give a shit about the Grinch. Um there's a couple of other ones I can't think of right now. The Christmas rap you remember Beach Street? Yes. The the whole Chris the whole Christmas bit that they have with like uh ho 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 <laughs> With Colt Kumo D. Oh my gosh. It's I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. I have to, now I'm going to have to go listen to that. Yeah, just, um, it's on, it's on YouTube. I mean, cause the rest of the movie, it's not a good movie. It's a classic movie, but it's not a good movie, but that's probably one of the best. And low key might make B street a Christmas movie. Cause it was a whole Christmas party that they were doing. Oh, wow. see, that would be just saying, okay. just saying, but yeah, those are probably some of the ones that, uh, yeah, I'd last add. Christmas was hard for me to not add, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that it wasn't that that crazy. There are more important Christmas songs than last yes. Christmas. Yeah. Um, it was hard for me to not add anything Johnny Mathis. Mm-hmm. Johnny Mathis was so ill. One of the, the last eight track tapes that my mom had was the bright red Johnny Mathis Christmas tape. I don't know why. She didn't have an 8-track player for a while, but she still had that. 
It might have been that album. <laughs> it might have been Johnny Mathis Sings. I'm not sure. I just remember being like eight tracks were all black. And this, yes. was, this was a bright red eight track tape. Yeah, they didn't really come in. And I mean, if you got one that was not black, it was weird. But he he did a lot of Christmas songs. What was the other one? Um, Dean Martin, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Uh, was Was one of the ones I had to remove. I mean, White and Christmas is a good one. Bing Crosby, White Christmas. The other one was uh, Burl Ives, Holly Jolly Christmas. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a whole... That looks orange. <laughs> it was it was red, trust me. Mom had it in a wicker basket. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, but um, the, the Mr. Grinch one, you is, it's be. such a good story. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like It's literally just the beginning of that film. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any others? That I can think of right now. I'm about halfway into this uh, Charles Shaw. That my memory is escaping me. But those are probably some of the the, immediate, the ones I can think of most. Are probably the immediate ones that would round out my top 10. But I know you have like 87 that you need uh, to. Yeah. It's just. It's just. But they're all just. You know. I'll be home for Christmas. The Johnny Mathis version. I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah. By Dean Barton. I'll be home for Christmas. Oh my God. Perry Como's version. You know. So what it's just is, all. Um. I, I'd have to think. Did Whitney Houston? Did she did Joy to the World? She did a whole Christmas album. So did uh, Barbara Streisand. She did. She's Jewish. And she did a whole Christmas album. I don't think I, 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 I listened um, to Barbara Streisand Christmas songs. Um, what was the one? I know the Whitney Houston one though. Shouts out Mo, Motown's Christmas is really good. I think on CD it might be two discs. I I remember downloading the one. Shit, that's I just snitch on myself but i remember downloading the one where they have every artist that did a song did like a little christmas shout out it's like hey we did jackson five we want to wish you and your family a merry christmas i don't know why that shit was always cool to me because it was literally every fucking motown artist. what was the one um i don't like the johnny mathis version um uh I'm Uh-oh. trying to get to the to the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, walking in a winter wonderland. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good song. That's a good one. And that's another poppy upbeat. Yeah. Walking yeah. In a <laughs> and and the weird part is Christmas really does bring you like uh, thoughts of like very solemn and quiet or church or religion yeah. and. I didn't grow up that way. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I remember a lot of the songs that I liked as a kid, it was just joy. I liked the Temptations version uh, specifically because that one guy could go so low. Yeah. You know, and so I loved that that part. But I realized for me, as much as I love the song, that was the best part to me. So that that's why it didn't make my list. Yeah, when your man says that, so you know. Yes, and he gets his own version. And I always picture him being like, is he the dude with the cane from Boys to Men's Father? 100%. Like, is that-, 100%. That, was, that was the new school version of <laughs> the deep voice from Temptations. So yeah, those are our favorites, our top fives, mm-hmm. our extended lists. Let us know if you disagree with Chris's list. My, my list is fire. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. My list is fire. Um, but yeah, let us know your favorites if, if there's songs you think we missed. This is probably a gajillion songs that we probably could have made part of our list that we did And if didn't. you add anything Miley Cyrus. Oh, God. 
Don't do that. Don't don't go there. Don't do that. Um, yeah, I guess that'll be it. That's yep. that's it until next week. Love you guys. Mwah. <laughs>